are listening to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry. One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. When your goal is to help animals reach their full potential, health matters. Diamond V offers a fresh perspective on animal health, a perspective that supports gut health, strengthens immunity, and ultimately enhances performance. For those who choose to invest in keeping healthy animals healthy, Feeding Diamond V makes a statement about another dimension of profit, where margins are measured by confidence in your future. To get a fresh perspective, visit diamondv.com, because animal health deserves a healthier approach. Welcome to the Dairy Voice Podcast. I'm Joel Hastings, and I'm delighted to be your host for this episode. I'm excited that we have two terrific guests today, and we'll be talking about a unique opportunity for Holstein enthusiasts. With us are Tim Abbott from Enosburg, Vermont, currently enjoying Florida weather. He's a Holstein breeder, sale manager, and most recently partner in Showbox Sires. Tim, welcome. Thank you, Joel. Nice to be here to talk about this exciting event we have going for Horace. Also, here is David Rama of the Cattle Exchange in Delhi, New York. He needs little introduction because he and his wife, Mary, have been among the most successful auction sale managers in the Holstein industry for many years. Dave, thanks for being with us to talk about this sale. Well, thank you uh, very much for uh, hosting us here, and uh, we appreciate your giving us the time. It's a, it's a very important, uh, it's going to be a very important memorabilia sale for Horace Backus. And yeah, we'll uh, be specific here. Both of us, have, uh, we've all just referred to it, but I'll start by saying that we'll be telling, talking about a most exciting auction of Holstein sale catalogs and memorabilia from industry legend Horace Backus. The sale is coming up next week. It will be online. Dave. So let's start by telling us about the sale. You've been uh, right in the midst of organizing this thing. Yeah, just uh, briefly, uh, Horace Backus, who, who the Backus uh, family really were the, the people, the premier pushers of Holstein cattle for almost the full century. I mean, going back to his father uh, and the legendary sales that they would have here in New York uh, for years and traveling all over the country. But uh, Horace is an author. He was considered uh, the greatest pedigree man. The knowledge that he had and, and the years of what he kept, the books, the catalogs, volumes of the world, uh, Holstein journals, in any event, Horace suffered. He, he is 95 years old. He's suffered a stroke. He's in rehab. We're gonna we're gonna now sell his Holstein possessions uh, starting on November 28th uh, on Calbuyer.com. The money will be used for his care. So these are, you know, from a master. There's nobody. It even comes close to Horace Backus, and I've got a lot of great friends who read pedigrees that are in the business. He's been a mentor to so many, and, and that's 
that's basically what we're going to do. And I, an incredible offering. I mean, there's just thousands of pieces of history that he has in his possession that are going to be offered. When we talk about the Bacchus family, Dave, uh, it, it, it not only active in the sale business, but Horace's father and uncle were Holstein breeders as well. Their butterfly farms near their hometown of Mexico, New York, was home to the first cow in the U.S. to make over 1,300 pounds of fat on three-time-a-day milking. And Horace was a teenager at that time and certainly caught the bug. And he is he talks fondly about those days and the time that he spent working milking on that farm and, and getting his start there, as well as his, as his work in the, in the Bacchus pedigree office. Well, I was going to say, you know, one, of the, one of the things, when you go through the records, Joel, I found records that Horace had on their herd that he kept in a specific herd book. And so they're part of what's going to be offered in the first sale, which, I, which is kind of incredible because it's the birth dates and health records and some of the pedigrees of the cattle in that herd. So those are the things you find. We want you to tell us more about what's going to be offered uh, in the sale. Uh, Tim, I'd like to ask you as a as an longtime industry activist, but somebody who came from another breed, if you will, so you don't have quite the, the childhood memories of the Bacchus organization, but tell us a little bit about your perspective. And Well, it, it truly is legendary. Uh, David said at the start, Joel, that, that Horace and his family uh, were legendary promoters uh, of our industry. And I, and I feel, and I felt for some time that Horace paved the way for those of us that make a living in purebred cattle today, because he and his family, their honesty, integrity, and passion for the, for the business were unmatched. And I think this offering is so unique, Joel, in that it gives all of us that are students of the breed to a degree, uh, the opportunity to have some of Horace's uh, greatest things and, and be able to study where, you know, where he developed his passion for this business, whether it's his, own herd book, Joel, or, you know, I have a fascination with his uh, catalogs that he uh, wrote in so many different colors, those great notes and so many scribbles that nobody could decipher other than Horace. Those things are legendary pieces. Um, and they're, they're pieces to what makes us all great, passionate cattle breeders today. At Dairy One, we have decades of experience helping farmers with their feeding strategies. For most of our customers, feed is a significant cost of production. With our results, our customers create balanced diets, which are critical to maintaining a profitable business and to make more informed feed purchases. If you are ready to take control of your feeding strategy, Dairy One is ready to help. Contact the Dairy One Forage Laboratory by emailing forage at dairyone.com. That's dairyone.com. Dave, you worked in the auction box with Horace. Uh... For many years, I've heard you say that you actually auctioned more sales with Horace than his late brother Charles did when they were in business together. Give us your perspective as somebody who worked side by side with Horace. Well, I worked with Horace for 30 years. And as he told me, he said he worked longer with me than he did with his own brother, Charlie. Uh, listen, Horace has been a mentor to me. He's been a tremendous friend. He's been a, a, a 
a man that I feel everybody should emulate. I mean, a tremendous father. Then after Harry passed, Doris Ann, who was in bad health. Listen, he, Horace has just been a great family man, but he's been a great people person. The one thing about Horace, he could tell you virtually every detail about the Kellogg's, Kellogg's uh, Osbendale Farm. So people all over this industry, he knew their families, he knew their history, their lineage. Same thing with the cattle. I mean, he could, I could talk to Horace and he'd say, this cow made 1,450 pounds of fat in 1939. Breed later, he, he would go on and on and on. But the thing is, he, he, he just was a mentor to so many. And if you look at, like Tim said, you look at the copious notes that he took and before every sale that he made in his catalog, yeah, I can't read a lot of them. They're just incredible amount of artwork that he put into framing every sale. And then when the sale started, like Tim said, enthusiasm. You know, I remember those words. If you want to soar with the eagles, this is the lot. If you want, buy the best, breed them better. He was one of those great promoters. Listen, I, I don't know that I've ever met a finer individual in the entire industry that has touched so many lives for so many years. And that's really, that's really in essence what we're selling, a piece of Horace Bacchus and the Bacchus legend. And uh, so that's why we invite people to participate. Dave, it seems to me that uh, one of the things that uh, I observed and we all did, but that was so impressive about Horace, I. I read an, an, an interview with him once, uh, unfortunately not one we did, but, but an interview in which he was asked over his career, what was his, one of his favorite sales or what were some of his favorite sales? And he said he didn't have a, a favorite. He said every sale was important, whether it was a breeder, small breeder selling out in a dispersal or a big national sale. Every sale was important. Every consigner, every seller was important. And every buyer was important. And I thought that kind of typified Horace. He, uh, he respected everyone and he treated people equally with respect. But whether you were a, a hill country farmer breeder or a big deal consigner, he, he respected you. He was listening to you. He would offer his unvarnished opinions when invited. But um, he was so impressive that, that he treated everyone with respect, but equally. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's exactly how he was. And, uh, you know, just like Tim Abbott, who's on the phone, Tim does a wonderful, Tim is a highly regarded in the business. He's of a much younger generation, of course. But Tim, T Horace, just like Tim, is also invited to Canada to read pedigrees. And Horace did a lot of sales in Canada, did a lot of sales all over the West certainly all over the northeast of the Atlantic seaboard, Wisconsin, the Midwest, it didn't matter. I mean, if there was a big sale, an important sale, a sale that really meant something to the breeders, Horace was asked to participate. You know, and I think Tim certainly is, is, is right there 
you know, building that type of a, a name as well. But it takes, you know, again, Horace did it for 65 years. And so we've got, we've got, and plus other things that were in the back of family, we've got a hundred years of Holstein memorabilia. And I mean, you can't find it anywhere else. So that's why we're kind of excited about this memorabilia sale and uh, trying to raise some money for Horace. Dave, we'll talk. Let, let's talk a little bit more about the about the sale in particular, if you would. I know that you were asked and you graciously consented to help the Bacchus family uh, collect and preserve and relocate the material when the family home was being sold, when Horace's health required that he be uh, relocated to assisted living. And uh, you've been working with this material uh, intensively since since that time last last year. Tell us a little bit more about what's going to be in the sale, and then how can people participate? How how do they find out what's in the sale? Lot number one. Let's say the sale is on November. It's going to run November 28th, 29th, and 30th on cowbuyer.com. Uh, you have to register at cowbuyer.com. And you're going to be paying with a credit card after the sale's over. Uh, you basically, it's going to run three days with online bidding. You can either put your bids in your highest bid, or you can continually bid throughout the sale. But like, let's take lot number one. And Tim Abbott here, lot number one is going to be Horace's marked catalog from the Hanover Hill dispersal in 1998 with a complete buyer's list, plus the Terra Hills catalog with prices. Now, those are two. Pete Alfred, needless to say, I mean, one of the probably most respected breeders in the world, those catalogs, they basically are priceless with his notes. Then lot number two is the changing, uh, Skagville's changing of the guard sale from the great state of uh, Washington. And lot number three is Romandale sale catalog from 1979, the one with the velvet cover. It's in mint condition. And then a 1990 Romandale sale catalog. Glenn asked, we're going to be selling Osborndale catalog. We're going to sign a sell a Rosafet dispersal catalog from 1958. These were, these were incredible sales. I mean, they were the it's just amazing. Carnation Farms. We've got some a number of items from Carnation Farms from the 1930s. We've got another Hanover Hill dispersal catalog, Pinehurst. We've got Shoremar. We've got Sale of Stars catalogs. We've got Select Sires books signed, signed by Charlie Will, Dick Chick, Chester, Dave Thorbon. We've actually got a worldwide book signed by Bill Clark and Vern Adams. I mean, these are these are treasures. They're they're you can't find them anywhere else. And so you're gonna you're gonna be able to bid online. There's going to be a buyer's fee because I, I got to be honest with you. I've had Patsy Gifford here, Dick Winter here, Wayne Connard here, Mary has helped. I've been out there for hours going through this stuff, sorting through it, and it takes time. So there'll be a, we have to pay cowbuyer.com, something, that, you know, and then there's going to be a postage fee, depending on the weight. 
So you'll be invoiced after the sale once we figure out what you buy and what the postage is. And then you'll own a piece of history and hopefully numerous pieces of history and help a man that's helped the entire industry for a long time. One more question about the sale, Dave. Because it's online, I assume once the sale goes up and is active, it will stay kind of 24 uh, you know, 24 hours through those three days. Is that is that the case, or am I am I mistaken? That is that is correct. And then I believe Cal Buyer will have what they call, I think, Tim, maybe you know, a soft runoff or something like, okay, the final bid will come in on lot one. If nobody else bids, clock ticks down, bang, it's it's gone to whoever the high bid is. If somebody put a bid, if somebody puts a bid in at the last second, then you have two more minutes to get your bids in. I mean, I think that's what they call a soft close or something. And so all the bidding will be on cowbuyer.com. So what I what I tell everybody is put your maximum bid in. It's it's held in a, a box. And if you can't be there to bid at the very end, and somebody outbids you, it'll flip over to your bid. And you'll still be in. It should be really simple. Now, and again, there are so many items, and I've got people calling me from all over the world here. I've had people from Africa, Australia, Europe, uh, and then I've had a lot of breeders <laughs> that have called me wanting their particular catalogs. There will be multiple sales. And there are, we have some, Joel, you're familiar with this, the volumes of the Holstein worlds for each year, where back in the 30s and 40s you had two issues i believe every month and there there's one year volume that's bound might weigh 35 pounds or 40 pounds in itself we're going to be selling those as well in future future auctions we, we can't even imagine dave what you and your crew has gone through to organize this this information and this this material and then supply it to cow buyer so it can be listed as a as a sale catalog i think that's remarkable amount of work tim tell us maybe an anecdote or two of your personal contact with horace or business that you have done with him or things about him that have inspired you and in, in your work well, yeah, thanks for that. I, I welcome that opportunity and, and the list is long. You know, Joel, as a young man in this business, uh, a lot of years ago, I was lucky enough to work with Dave and Mary Rama a lot with their sales and Horace Red Pedigrees at every one of those sales. And I studied and listened and studied because I was starting a, a very simple career of reading pedigrees here and there. And, and I got to work with greats like Maury Core at Jersey and and had watched the greats, but I for those 10 years that I worked with Dave and Mary, you know, what I learned from Horace was he, each, each sale was a, was a piece of artwork for him. It was a big, it was a big frame and he would take his, uh, his brush and he would paint the picture of that sale. And he was such a beautiful artist, uh, his words, his description of the cows and his knowledge of what he was doing was something that we as pedigree readers tried to learn. Um, one thing Horace told me early on, as I was trying to learn to read pedigrees, um, you know, he said, he said, make your own mark, do your own thing. And, and I think any of us that have ever tried to emulate Horace have failed miserably 
because there's no there's no uh, copying the greatest. You know, they talk about uh, uh, trying to become like someone, and we all wanted to become like Horace, but we none of us none of us could ever get there because of his knowledge, his enthusiasm, and his integrity. And those are those are things that he taught us all for years. So, you know, I some of my favorite Horace stories. You know, I had an absolute fantastic talk with he and Peter Ingeday uh, at a dispersal sale, and and I remember I remember Horace telling me so many stories about uh, what he what he had done in Canada and the great sales he had he had been involved with there. And one of my other mentors, Pete Heffring, I sat with he and Horace one day and listened to them play ping pong with stories about great cows and how they marketed them and who made mistakes and uh, all that. So there, Joel, there's so many stories, but but I guess, uh, you know, what I really want to get across from this podcast to the industry, Joel, is the magnitude of what we're offering here. What David and his crew are doing, we all have friends that collect sports memorabilia, and they have millions of dollars in their collections. And I think any of us that are passionate about uh, the cattle business, this is an offering, you know, think about it, Joel, if if Coach Bayheim or Coach K or Dean Smith, if you're selling all the notes from their collection of, of game plans over the years, uh, what if you were selling the, you know, the personal coaching strategies of, of the great legends, you know, and we are doing that here the end of the month for Horace and he is the greatest of all time. He is the best promoter of cows we've ever known. And we are going to sell his personal collection. And I just think, I think anybody in this industry, no matter what generation and Joel, I mean, I'm afraid even my generation doesn't appreciate the, what, what went on at Dream Street and Hanover Hill and Romandale and Carnation and Skagvale, those are all legendary names. Horace knew those herds inside and out. And uh, I, I think it's a once in a lifetime situation, once in a lifetime offering. And, and I guess the last piece I would leave, Joel, is if there's some way this industry financially can give to make Horace's life more comfortable. Don't we all as promoters owe that to him uh, to do that? So I don't know if that's anecdotes or passion for no. me. But I can get pretty fired up for it, Joel, because uh, uh, I know what book I want, Rama, and you better not bid against me. Well, I, I tell you, what you said I, was very well said and, and greatly appreciated, Tim, because you hit you hit it all, I mean, just perfectly. I, I couldn't say it any better. Thank you. And I certainly agree. I would add just one note, uh, and then I'm going to ask Dave to kind of repeat the arrangements for the sale again. But uh, uh, we talk about the Bacchus family. I, I think my, my, my family, too, and the Bacchus family, we were from uh, small towns in upstate New York, just 20 miles apart. And my grandfather, Morris Prescott, editor of Holstein Friesian World for 50 years, was a contemporary of Horace's father. And, uh, but Horace uh, always pleased me when he said it was always a pleasure to come over to the world office from, from Mexico and spend a little bit of time with, with my grandfather, Morris Prescott. And so uh, I feel a deep connection of our, of our families as well as my personal respect for, for Horace. And it's it's really a pleasure to be talking with you two fellows about this because uh, I know that you've worked with him and and uh, 
and spent a lot of time with him and appreciate him. Well, Dave, as we finish up, just, just repeat the highlights of the sale for us again so people can be sure they are ready to participate in this sale. Well, and, and by the way, Joe, when I go through the uh, information and I look through the volumes of books and I see Prescott and, uh, you know, your, your family name, you talk about, and Tim, you talk about people that really wrote about the history and chronicled everything about the history of the breed. I mean, Joel, your family did an amazing job. Uh, I, I, I've been, it's just stunning to go through these books. Thank you very much to you and your family for the years. But, you know, I, again, I'm going to, some of these catalogs, and they've got Horace's notes in them. Uh, and uh, when you see the, the listing uh, on cowbuyer.com, which is where the bidding will be taking place November 28th, 29th, and 30th, you'll see a number of catalogs that'll say, hey, Horace is updated, Skagmale, changing to the guard sale, plus correspondence, correspondence with John Tennyson. I mean, there's letters from John Tennyson to Horace in there. I left them in there. I think they're important. You'll see different books, excuse me, maybe with Pete Heffering or, you know, one of the catalogs that we're going to be selling, I think, is a priceless catalog, the Global Glamour catalog. There's a nice little card in there from Terry Packard to Horace. Beautiful little card. But that's where the million-dollar apple cow sold. And we all know what Apple did for the breed. And it's his marked-up catalog. You know, those are things that are going to be offered, whether it's the Elmwood Dispersal uh, catalog from 1936. We've got books back to uh, 1880. 1880. We've got the, back when the, there was two herd books. There was the Dutch herd book, and then there was the, Holstein Frazier, the herd book of the United States, and apparently they merged. I mean, I'm hoping that people like Doug Blair, so important in Canada, we get them involved in a sale like this and get people interested. I think people should be interested all over, just like Tim said. It's just like if one of the great coaches of, of any team or anything sold his notes. They're, they're, it's incomparable. There's nothing to compare this to. You can, I'm hoping that everything will be listed on cowbuyer.com within the next two days. I, it is on my Facebook page for the cattle exchange right now, uh, a Facebook page for the cattle exchange. You can go to that. You know, we look forward to having people participate and take home a piece of history. Well, thank you, Dave. And thank you, Tim. And we're speaking here today on November 16th. So it's uh, likely that this coming weekend, November 18 or so, uh, the uh, buyers list will be ready on uh, cowbuyer.com. Hey, well, thank you very much to all of you for all your help. Tim, tell me which catalog you're interested in. I'll make sure that you're, you're there when the bidding is taking place. Yes. Uh, so this is, you know, we're going to have some good banter now, Joel, because I've sat in the auction line with Dave a lot. And one of the things we never let him see was what was written in your catalog, I to guess. But uh, no, David, thank you for doing this. Uh, Joel, uh, and to Dairy Business, thanks for this great. And, and I'm just going to leave one, one more thought, Joel, because I, I think about my own collection of things. And aside from family heirlooms, 
I have Pete Heffering's model cow of charity, painted uh, charity cow. I have Maury wow. original uh, Maury Core's original Jersey uh, model Jersey cow. I have uh, notes from Doug Blair uh, that he's researched pedigrees on my cows. Those things that I would never. Are priceless. Yeah, yeah, they are priceless. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us realize uh, how valuable those things are as you go down the road. So, uh, uh, Joel, thanks for having me on. Well, I'll say thank you both for being with us on this podcast today. And uh, this is Joel Hastings signing off for Dairy Voice.